is nothing more inspiring than a woman being unapologetically herself. The answers are all in your heart. She's waiting, she's waiting, she's waiting for you to set her free. Welcome to BU Podcast. I'm Jill Herman and I am so glad you're here. I was broke, insecure, and craved approval. But with grit, hustle, and sacrifice, I still built a successful multi-million dollar business. 10 years in, burnout, I slowed down and looked inward. In that silence, I discovered that the same level of success could have come to me with much less effort and so much more joy. That's when I threw out the expectations of the world and chose to unbecome every single thing I thought I was supposed to be. And the real me was uncaged. It was far from easy. And in this podcast, I'll offer my entire journey as a roadmap so that if you're ready, you can finally be you. So a friend of mine said to me a few weeks ago that someone asked her, where was God in that story? She was talking about a really, really painful experience. And when this person said, where was God in that story? She said it just stopped her dead in her tracks. And she said, I, 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 I don't know. And she realized in that moment that she never thought about it that way because she was so focused on the pain. She was so focused on what wasn't going the way she thought it should go. And I feel like that's really how we torture ourselves, me included. We look at how things are, and then we look at how we think things should be. And we focus on how things should be. Like the discrepancy between the two is what cuts us. It's like the death by a thousand paper cuts. Day after day after day, moment after moment. But it should be, but, 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 but why isn't it? But And when she said that to me, I, I literally said, oh my gosh, I have to do a podcast episode on that. I think all of us look back and we can see our creator's hand in things. You know, hindsight is twenty twenty. Oh, now I can connect the dots backwards and I can see, right? I, I can see it. I think, I think most of us do that. But what about going back to the actual experience? And finding clues during that time of where God was showing up big. Showing up big without showing off. Maybe it was keeping us physically healthy so that we could withstand what we were going through. Maybe it was keeping our friendships and our connections strong and connected while we were going through that time. Maybe it was allowing us to isolate by getting people out of the way and out of our path. And at the time, maybe it felt like people weren't supporting us, but maybe that was intentional. You know, there are times when we can look back and we can tell a really great, quote-unquote, God story. And there are times when we look back and we do what they call spiritual bypassing, where we cannot see God's hand in any of it. But we feel bad and wrong for feeling the pain and the trauma and being pissed off about it. So what do we do? This is what I did my whole life, by the way. My whole adult life, I would say, well, I know, though, my parents did the best they could. And, you know, everything happens for a reason. And if that didn't happen, I wouldn't be as strong as I am now. 
And I believed that, but I was also saying it because I thought I was supposed to say that. And it wasn't until the past maybe six months, that's not true, three months, the past three months of being in Elementum, the program I told you that I'm in, where the master coaches said, make sure you're not spiritually bypassing. It's okay to say, I don't know why it happened, but it was awful. And I still feel it and I'm carrying it today. I need to get this out of me. I want to be free. And then after, this is what's interesting, in my experience, after you move it out of you, move it through your body and get it out of you, that's when you can look back and connect the dots and see, oh, okay, so both are true and not or. It was painful. It was awful. I hate that it happened. I'm pissed off that it happened. And now that that's out of my body, oh, yeah, I'm not glad it happened at all. And I get it. It's like radical acceptance without saying that we're glad it happened. Because I used to say I was glad bad things happened because I thought, again, I was supposed to say that. That's what enlightened or, or people or people who have grown, that's what they say. I'm absolutely not happy that certain things in my life happened, but I get it now and I understand it and I wouldn't change it. Well, hold on. I thought you said it's both. It's and. I'm not happy that it happened and I actually wouldn't change it for anything because it is why I am who I am and how I am. As you heard me say on another episode, those of us who experience trauma and then can transmute that trauma, which two different things, by the way, I experienced a ton of trauma and all I did was talk about it and recycle those emotions for decades. And I thought I was healing. I did a lot of putting band-aids and, you know, beautiful decorations and yummy frosting on a shit cake. But when we actually transmute it, when we actually get it out of us, and again, this is why somatic work is so important, and this is why I keep avoiding it. (laughs) I'm doing it, but very slowly. I'm dipping my little pinky toe into the water of somatic release when I know the best thing is to just dive in headfirst. But it's really scary for me. And I know that's where all the answers are. When I transmute that, trauma, when I do the somatic release, move it through my body, not recycle it, not talk about it, but get it out through all kinds of modalities. When I do that, I will have a stronger connection to my intuition. I will have a happier life. I will have more capacity for peace, joy, and love, forgiveness, etc. I will have more capacity and more space for success and abundance and all kinds of amazing things. And I'm scared. I'm scared. If you have trauma that you've experienced, when you move it through your body, you don't have to remember it. You don't have to talk about it. You don't have to relive it. But feelings come up and it can be uncomfortable. (laughs) Really, 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 really freaking uncomfortable. And it's the best thing for us. So when my friend Melissa told me that her coach asked her, where was God in that story? I wanted to come here and talk to you about that. Let's make this one a really short podcast. Let's take this and then now offline, let's do the work. Let's go and journal about it. Let's ask ourselves, pick a situation, pick something that was painful and say, where was God in that story? 
And if you can't find it, I'm telling you the answer is to move through the pain of that and then it will reveal itself. When we are feeling like we're breaking down, we're really cracking ourselves open. And I know you know that. I know you've heard that. And it's so painful. And usually when we're in a place of pain, especially when, let's say, nothing's happening, right? There's nothing circumstantial causing it, but we're just feeling like, ugh. I think a few episodes ago, I told you that for about a month or so, I've been in that place, and I didn't know why. And I really believe, and people that I listen to and who are mentors of mine have told me that they believe, which influences what I believe, that many times that is happening when we are on the cusp of up-leveling and growing. And so if nothing circumstantial, if there's nothing you have evidence that is making you feel a certain way, and you're feeling just heavy and uncomfortable and ungrounded and you don't know why, you can actually ask during that time for evidence. You can become a detective looking for evidence to prove that your creator is working on your behalf, polishing you like a stone. Ask for the signs. Ask for the evidence. And tell yourself that you will find it, by the way, and you will. You may not find the evidence to show and prove what's happening in the situation, but you may find a beautiful flower on a walk. You may get a warm smile from a stranger and go, okay, that helps. It doesn't explain anything, but it just shows you the presence of love when outside of that, you just can't access it. And again, as you look back on experiences, situation, periods of time when you were suffering. After you listen to this at some point, do some journaling. Remember how to connect with yourself. Hand on that heart center, which is right in the middle of your chest. And the other hand on what's called the nurturance canal. You know, just put that other hand right where your belly button is and hold, hold, hold both hands there. Lots of deep breaths in through the nose, out through the mouth. Just quiet things down connect with yourself. You can even, you know, do some sort of visualization or meditation where you're picturing a beautiful white light coming down through the center top crown of your head, coming down through your face, your throat, your chest, shoulders, arms, fingers, down through your whole chest area, your abdominal area, legs, down to your toes. Breathing as you're picturing yourself just glowing with white light, and that white light is nothing but love. That's a great way to just quickly round yourself. So after you do that, with your eyes still closed and your hands where they were placed, asking your intuition, your knowing, your inner knowing yourself, asking your intuition, where was God in that story? And then you can just start writing. And I bet you anything, the answers will come. And, and I'm giving you permission, not that you need my permission, but I'm going to give it anyway. I think, I think some of you want someone to give you permission, and I needed that. So I'm going to be the one today that waves my hand and says, yes, I will give you permission to not feel like you have to say, I'm so glad those things happened to me. You don't have to say that ever. After you get that understanding, that healing, it will all be clear as to why it happened and what it did for you. But it's okay to not know that in the moment. This whole thing, it's happening for you, not to you. Okay, well, don't tell someone that when they're on their knees, please. It's like on every bumper sticker and every t-shirt right now, and it's getting a little bit annoying. (laughs) 
Yes, it's true. Of course it's true. Everything happens for a reason. Yeah, we know, Judy, but I'm in a pile on the floor here. Can you just not? So I won't be the person who says that to you right now. You'll discover that. And there are still things, so many things in my life that I have not gotten to that yet. I'm like, yeah, I'm not ready. That's okay. But love, God, creator, truth, isness, it's always there. It's always present, ever present, and it's always available and accessible if we say so. And it's okay to hurt. It's okay to question. It's okay to be angry. You don't need to ask anyone's permission for that. And it doesn't matter how other people process their pain. You can feel it and feel every bit of it and love yourself for that and accept yourself. As my coach says to me, all of you is welcome, Jill. No judgment, no shame. He has reminded me every week, all of you is welcome. The parts of me that reject his advice, the parts of me that resist, the parts of me that judge, the parts of me that lash out, the parts of me that are not growing. He loves all of them and I love all of them because they're me. And I hope you do that for yourself as well. If you're not willing to do that for yourself, do it for everyone around you, for those you love. And if you have children, for your children, because that's one of the biggest gifts you can give everyone around you is to just love yourself as you are. Not who you're becoming, but who you already are. 